What's up, everybody? My name is Cam, and I'm your host for the Big Yikes podcast. Welcome back, guys. I'm so excited to do another episode with you. It's kind of weird for me recording this right now because I don't have a guest. Like, the last three weeks, I've had a guest with me on the pod, and again, it's just me, so I just feel kind of weird. I'm sitting here in my room on a Friday. I don't usually record on Fridays because I'm at work, but since it's fall break, then I have um, more free time to do things, but I did a lot today. I organized my closet. I mean, like, took everything out of my closet and got rid of some stuff which needed to be gone and, you know, just did, like, the vacuuming, the laundry, went to the gym, returned some stuff at Target. Um, If you know me, you know I take a monthly laxative just to, like, clean it out. Maybe that's not smart. Maybe you think I'm crazy, but that's me. So I did that today as well. Um, And I just have a candle going and I'm sitting here on my bed recording this episode and I'm so excited because I wanted to play big sister slash therapist in your guys's lives that follow me and that listen to the podcast. And I've never, I'm, I'm the youngest out of three kids, so I don't have little siblings to give advice to. And I mean, I oftentimes give unsolicited advice and I don't take my own advice, but I wanted to give you guys advice. And I think that's so much fun. Um, I asked it in like an anonymous, the anonymous question box thing, because I get that sometimes you don't want to know, you don't want me to know who you are, which I get. Um, But the majority of the questions, I ended up just splitting into four or five different categories and I mean, I'll just tell you them. So we have like a random category. I didn't know where to stick it because it was just like an odd question. And then we have uh, a fashion category, relationships with others, and then relationship with yourself. And then one that's a little bit, I didn't know where to put that. So I just put it in its own category. Um, Yeah, so let's get started. The first question I wanted to address was... (laughs) Someone asked me, and I, I just feel so bad because for some of these, I don't have good advice for. And also, I'm giving you my advice in real time. I wrote the questions down on my iPad just to have it a little more organized, but I didn't sit down and like think of my answers before recording this. I'm just reading them again and then like giving you what I would say as if you were here in person with me, which I think is more authentic. And then I, I know for a fact after I finish recording this, and it's out and it's posted, it'll be like, oh, I totally could have added this. Oh my gosh, hate myself. But again, it's just more authentic if I do it this way. So um, the first piece of advice someone wanted was how to shave without getting razor bumps or burns or ingrowns. And whoever asked this, I'm just so sorry because I also have the same problem and I have yet to find a solution for that. Um, But so far... What's worked for me is exfoliating. I use a sugar tree scrub from Target. Exfoliating, using a new razor each time, and shaving cream. And then um, some kind of serum after. I mean, I still have problems. I need to go get waxed. All my friends have been hearing me this week being like, I'd rather just go get waxed because ingrown hairs are literally the worst and I'm sick and tired of it in any way. So whoever asked that, I'm so sorry because... If you find the answer before me, let me know because we're in, we're truly in the same boat and I wish we weren't, but we are. Uh, another random category someone asked was what color of iPhone 14 they should get. Um, 
I'm actually going to look the up really quick because I didn't, <laughs> I don't even, I didn't even know they came out with a new iPhone. I, my color, the color of my phone right now is black. I think the last time I got a new phone, like before this one, it was the mint green, the lime green, the green one. I thought that was fun, but I think it's just best to stick with simple, basic colors, whether that's silver or black. Um, I like the gold one. I'm just going to say black. So if you're getting a new phone, just get black because it's universal and it's a cute color. Okay, moving on to the fashion category. I just am so excited because I love clothes and I love talking about clothes and or fashion. So this will be fun. Uh, a couple of people asked how they should go about finding their personal like personal style, personal fashion brand, and things like that. And I think my best answer for you is to just dress however the hell you want. Obviously, it's so much fun to look at trends and be on trend. You know, you think that's in style. But I think at the end of the day, it's as long as you're comfortable and as long as you feel good, that's when you know you found your style. I go through a range, I think like two years ago I was in a big like skater girl era and I was just wearing baggy clothes all the time um lots of hats lots wearing my vans all the time and then like this year I'm in like my more prep school era or just like I don't know I go through different literal eras of how I want to dress but I think that's the fun of clothes is that you can literally play dress up every day if you want to look a certain way one way you can and if you want to go a complete opposite the next day you can um but I would just say as long as you're comfortable and as long as you feel stunning in what you're wearing that's literally all that matters because at the end of the day you're the one wearing it and if you don't feel comfortable then why would you put yourself through that So as far as going about it, I think you just need to find inspiration um, through social media, through your friends, family, find what you like. I talked on another episode. I really like Princess Diana's street style. I also just love scrolling through Pinterest or Instagram or even TikTok and seeing what people are putting together and wearing and sometimes I'll copy it or sometimes I'll just put my own spin on it. And I think that's just a great way of doing that. Um, fall staples. It was so funny. I, I feel like I'm getting out of, I'm getting out of the loop on trends and like what's in style, what's out of style. Like I just feel like at least for myself right now, I'm at an all time low in my style because I have gotten very comfortable just throwing things on and not really putting in effort. So with fall staples, I'm just going to tell you, you need a sweater vest. I, I'm still living. Maybe they're going out of style. I'm still living for the sweater vests. I love a cable knit sweater, um, a light sweater. I just think you need sweaters and or cardigans. I'm not like a huge fan of cardigans in general. If I find a cute one, I'll wear it like a chunky knit one. Um, but I'm going to say get a good knit sweater. I love H&M. I'm also going to say get a fun hoodie and or like thick sweatshirt you can wear when it's colder. 
And of course, I can't forget a denim jacket. I think everyone needs a good oversized denim jacket, whether it's black denim, light denim, any kind of denim jacket is just gonna get you going. I would also invest in a pair of loafers. Um, I love my loafers. I have a pair from ASOS that was 37 and I wore them actually all around London when, and I, they were so comfortable. So that was so nice. I'm literally just looking at the back of my door where my shoes are hanging and being like, what do you need to buy? Oh, my Reeboks. I love Reeboks. And I think those shoes are so universal in any kind of weather or season. Um, I'll put that in the Instagram context as well in the post. But I would say, yeah, if you're going to invest in like a good shoe, a loafer, whether that's like a Doc Martin loafer or just a random loafer from Target or H&M or anywhere and wear that. I like the black ones. I don't necessarily like the brown or like the tan lighter ones. I think the black one's very classy, especially with like a hint of gold, whether there's like a chain across the front or just plain. And yeah, Reeboks. And a nice little side bag. I love a tote bag, but I also just love, yeah, like a sling bag as well. Trends that are coming in and out in my, like in my opinion. Again, I like to be on trend. I also am aware that I'm not always on trend. So at the end of the day, if you see something online and you like it and you think it's going to make you feel more comfortable and like feel make you feel more pretty buy it if you like the trend I know for me like the Boston Birkenstocks I know those wouldn't make me feel like I look great so I didn't buy them so you don't want to buy something that just makes you fit in you want to make sure that it makes you feel good as well I always tell people and myself like if you look good you feel good and if you feel good you look good so it goes universal so if you're looking at a pair of shoes that's in trend and you're like, those are kind of ugly, but they're in trend, so I just buy them, don't. Because at the end of the day, if you don't love them, if you're not obsessed with it, don't wear it. You don't need it because odds are it will probably go out of style anyway. Like half the shoes I'm looking at right now, I'm like, for sure those are out of style, but I like them, so I still wear them. So why does it matter? So yeah, to wrap that fashion era up, I think as long as you're comfortable, as long as you're happy, and if you want advice ask your friends or look more on social media or just pinterest like i'm telling you that's your best friend and if you're in a a slump that's okay i think just starting from basics so getting a good pair of jeans a good light wash and a good dark wash some basic tops that are plain i just picked up some aritzia dupe tees from target the ribbed ones in four like plain colors and i think that's a great way to start and then you can add from there whether it's a jacket or a cardigan or like a button-up t-shirt over the front, right? So just start from the basics. Get you some good socks as well. I live, I don't, something about me is I love buying new socks. And like plain ones too, not even like fun, sadly, not even like fun pattern socks. But I think, yeah, just start basic and work your way up and then get to accessory uh, accessories eventually and you'll find it. And again, I think it's important to remember that everyone's style is different. Um, if I look at my friends and our clothing styles, we're all kind of similar, but we're very different. And I think it's important to be different than other people because that's what makes you original. That's what makes you who you are. Um, so yeah, moving forward, someone asked about tips for international traveling, packing, budgeting, itinerary, stuff like that. Um, 
I don't know if I've told you guys. Maybe I have. I mean, I went to London this summer, and yes, that's like my whole personality trait. Um, but I also lived in New Zealand for a little bit, and packing for that was a bitch because I had to fit a year and a half's worth of clothes in two suitcases. I mean, I was only gone for eight months, but packing for that was hard. I think especially if it's a short trip, if you're going international, always, always, always pack one or two like days of clothing in your carry-on and especially like your underwear. I always pack my like hygiene, so my makeup, a little bit of face wash, the underwear, two days of clothes because if your luggage gets lost, you don't want to be wearing the clothes on your back until you can get your luggage. So always stick that, always stick some clothes in there, keep your makeup, keep your medicine right all in the carry-on. Um, if you can only pack a carry-on, I would say bring like two pairs of pants and a couple shirts, a jacket. Honestly, it just depends on where you're going, right? Like packing for Hawaii is going to be different if you're going to Alaska. So be smart. Also, just be realistic. Realistically, you're probably going to buy some clothes at your destination where you're going and you don't want to overfill your suitcase. And I don't know, be simple because at the end of the day, you're going for fun. Like you're not dressing up. I don't know. It's different for everyone. For me, I like to try and look cute on vacation, but most of the time you end up wearing the same same two things anyway. So clothes don't matter too much because again, you're going to buy stuff there. So just pack basic, a nice basic jean, a basic universal shoe. I'm going to throw in the Reeboks again because I love them and a light jacket, again, depending on your, where you're going. As far as, oh, packing, get those cubes. I used those cubes when I went to London, and I thought they were very helpful because you can stick, kind of group everything into one area, and it's great. Budgeting. Um, Wow. Saving money is hard for me because I like to spend it, and I'm not great at saving it, but I do. I... Went So with London, I had saved up for over a year for that week-long trip because I really, in my little head, thought that I was going to be able to go travel throughout Europe for like two months and have a live, laugh, love, eat, pray, love moment and find myself. And that didn't end up happening. So I had over-budgeted, which was great because then I ended up saving money in the long run. And also something about me is I will put it on a credit card. Yeah. Yeah, it's not smart. But um, I did put my airfare on my credit card. And I think in that area, if you want to get like the airline's credit card, do that. Because it's going to be a big purchase and worth a lot of points and get your miles. Um, But I would say, let's see, I work 28 hours a week. I don't make that much money. But putting immediately, putting a like... A fraction of that into your savings and if depending on like your app on how your banking app works works um making a subsection for each so like I know I have a subsection in my savings that's for travel and one's for like groceries and just putting even if it's like 50 bucks but just starting small so at least you can see that you're contributing to that every time you get paid and seriously budget out like in the long run, it's smart to over budget. Like, okay, this is flights. This is how much the hotel or Airbnb is going to cost. This is how much public transportation I think is going to cost. This is what we're going to do. Like if we're going to go see a show 
or you know you're going to a theme park like putting that all aside and then saying okay realistically I have seven more months till I'm leaving how much do I realistically need to save and then that way you can cut back on if you're going out with friends or doing activities right so I think you just need to sit down and just look at it and sometimes that's annoying to do but you do what you have to do so whoever asked for that hopefully you have fun on your international trip let me know where you're going all right let's go so funny we're trans we're literally going from fashion to um a little bit of a harder question which is so funny um to me just because i think it's hilarious that we're talking about something so lighthearted, and then i'm like jokes here's something else um i was gonna tell you a little backstory before i read this so yesterday i went to go get dinner with some friends and one of my friends was expressing like oh their family is going through something and they were like I know that your mom passed away like how was navigating that and I feel like when someone asks me like I'm I'm pretty usually like lighthearted about it but I was there in the corner bakery telling her like my experience and I just started crying and I like thought that was so funny because I was like why am I crying in the corner bakery right now like this is so embarrassing um but the question someone wanted advice on was how to help a friend who's grieving or who has lost someone close to them um so yeah my mom passed away almost two years ago um from COVID and navigating that for me still to this day is pretty hard but I think when I first went through it it was very very tough um luckily I had friends who had gone through loss as well and they were able to kind of help me navigate how to grieve but it truly is different for everyone at the time that this happened it was over Christmas break so I had I didn't have to worry about school or going to work but um Again, for me, I would just say there were times where I wanted to be distracted and not recognize what was going on or what I was going through. And then there were a complete opposite times, right, where I want to just talk about it and I just wanted someone to listen to me and validate what I was going through. I also understand and recognize that it can be so awkward on like the receiving end like if you really want to help a friend but you're just like I don't know how to comfort them or I don't know what to do for them and sometimes listening is just so awkward but I think at the end of the day sometimes someone just needs someone to listen to them and just know and acknowledge like yes I hear you I don't understand but like I'm here to listen to what you need to say and I love you so if it's recent I would just honestly they probably have enough food. <laughs> you can always ask them, like, hey, do you need anything? Um, we had a GoFundMe set up for my mom when she passed away, and that was so, so kind and so helpful because since it was so unexpected, right, we didn't really know how we were going to pay for things, but that was so helpful. So if, you know, your friend's family needs some extra money, as bad as that sounds, but sometimes money is the best thing you can give. And then, again, just asking them, like, hey, is if you ever need a distraction or you want to go do something where you don't have to think about what's going on in your life, let me know. The best things were, like, going to movies or just going out with friends and them not asking because I just didn't want to think about it. And that's okay. That's completely valid. Sometimes you don't want to think about 
what you just lost. And then there's, again, that other side where that's all you can think about and you just want to understand. So, again, two different opposite ends of the spectrum. But I also think just a frequent check-in and you know, not every day or like, you know, but after a while just being like, hey, I understand like you're going through something hard. Like, do you want to talk about it or is there anything we could do to kind of get your mind off of it? And again, sometimes it's awkward to ask that, but I guarantee the person who you're asking will be so grateful for that because at least for me, I don't like to bring it up because I just think that's awkward for me to ask someone to like listen to me. But your friend's your friends really do want to help you and so just accepting that help just just accept it so helping a friend through loss through grief is just showing up and being there for them in any way that they need you to be and just asking them like what can I do because sometimes right you can do like you can buy a little gift or something sweet but I think if you just ask them straight what they need or what they want it's a lot easier Grief is not fun, though, at all, I will say. Like, it is, it has messed me up, but it's made me funnier, so there's that. Okay, let's move on to relationships with yourself. Um, these questions kind of go together, so, I mean, we'll go through them fairly quickly. Um, how do you find self-confidence? Great question, still looking for it. So I'll let you know when I find it. I think for me, finding self-confidence was focusing on what I'm good at and what others, like noticing what other people said to me, like in compliments um, or, you know, like just, I don't know how to explain it, but if you can sit down and you have to be a little selfish and I know it sounds weird and it feels weird but to be like what am I good at what am I good at and for me I can list off like okay like I'm really good at listening to people I'm really good at showing up for people I'm also really good at taking care of myself in the morning so almost recognizing and applauding yourself for what you do now And again, it feels weird because you're like, I shouldn't spend this much time on myself. I should be focusing on other things. But in order to find that self-confidence, you almost have to like internally pick like, okay, I do X, Y, Z and that's good. I also think taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, again, like personally, I think taking care of my body through exercising is really big. And I found a lot of self-confidence through that as well. I was going to the gym. I mean, right now I just mostly go on walks and then hit the gym a couple times a week for strength training, but taking time out of your day to get movement in your body, especially through a walk or like a little bike ride through your neighborhood is just so important. And I think when you're taking care of your body in that way, you'll see changes in yourself more like to be more positive. And I think eating right I mean obviously you can eat like a treat and have fun and drink whatever you want but just listening to your body is helpful and your body knows what it wants and what it needs so you just need to listen and I think when you start connecting with your body you'll be able to be more confident and when I say I haven't had self-confidence until about two months ago like 
throughout my whole life, it truly is about faking it till you make it. And I'm finally just getting over that area where I'm like, actually, no, I'm very confident in who I am and what I have to say and what I do and what I want. And that has taken, I mean, I can't count since I was like a child, but in like reality, it did take 22 and a half years for me to get to a spot where I feel completely comfortable. Actually, I'm not even going to say 100% completely comfortable because obviously there's going to be room for growth, but I think right now I've reached a point where I'm confident in like 75% of myself and I think that's great. So if you want to find confidence in yourself, I think you really just need to sit down and, you know, you need to praise yourself and say, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can do. This is what I've been doing. And then just build up on that. Um, tips for managing a busy work and school schedule and making time for others. Um, the majority of you listening to this are in school and are working professionals. So I think we're all on the same page in this way. Um, this is really hard because you have to manage so many different things at once. And it can get very overwhelming. I will say I I try and put school first because at the end of the day like I really value my education not to say if you don't put it first you don't but for me I like to make sure my school is done so in school aspect making sure you make time to study or do homework and that can be with friends if you want to do it at like the library or someone's house I do that sometimes and that way you can get quality time with your friends while getting homework done Um, but I always put school first. I try and get ahead so then I can have the weekends free just so you can enjoy them. Um, as far as work, like work is always going to be there as well. Um, but if you have free time at your work, try and get school done during that time. I have the flexibility of doing that at my job, which is so nice. And I'm so grateful for that. And if you don't just making sure as soon as you're off work that you have time set aside to do homework and, Time for friends can be really tough. I think also making time for just yourself can be tough. And that's something you have to prioritize. Something I'm learning to do better out is just setting boundaries or even like saying no. I think all of us get a certain amount of FOMO, right? If people have made plans or, you know, you can't because, oh, I have a test. I have to study for a test. It sucks. And sometimes you have to say no. Um, for me, my mindset is, you know, sometimes I have to miss out on those plans, but at the end of the day, like if I get a good grade on this test, then it's worth it for me. That might not be the case for some other people, right? Um, so it just depends, but I also think trying to do at least one thing a week by yourself is very nice because you need time to recharge and everyone recharges differently. But for me, how I recharge my social battery is spending time with myself or people who are like, lower maintenance like we don't have to be doing a fun activity all the time we can kind of just be in each other's presence so how I recharge I would say I like to go grocery shopping alone I like to go on walks in the morning or at night after I've finished what I need to do just to kind of be by myself and listen to my music and just reset I also love to clean so I do a little 10 minute pickup in my room um, at the end of the day because it's gotten messy from getting ready for school and just like, I don't know, random things, right? So setting aside at least 10 to 15 minutes, whether it's a walk, whether you're picking up your house, 
whether you're running to the grocery store, whether you're getting yourself a treat, do that alone. Do that without your partner. Do it without your dog. Just do it by yourself to just get alone time and just to think. (laughs) Um, As far as making time for friends, it goes both ways, but I think just reaching out and being like, hey, most of my friendships are maintained over a meal. So we'll go to dinner like once a week or we'll go see like a movie or I'll just invite them to come over to my house and hang out. And sometimes there are weeks where you don't want to do anything and that's okay. It's okay to say no to plans. But if you do get FOMO, that's on you. But I'm just saying like if you're not in a place where you can be 100% yourself and social, don't go. Just stay home or do something different. But making time like you do just have to manage that how you see fit obviously there are going to be times where you can't always get what you want right one's always going to take the sacrifice over the other but you need to prioritize hello prioritize what you value the most and remember that the weekends are there for a reason and utilizing free time so if you don't want to go to the grocery store alone you can invite a friend like hey it's been a minute i want to catch up like i have to run to the grocery store do you want to come with me nine out of ten like nine out of ten times they'll be down to go with you because you know they just get to catch up with you I also think it depends on your love language mine is quality time and words of affirmation so the way I'm gonna maintain my relationships is through that but also paying attention to how your friends take their you know love languages like do they prefer one or the over the other so managing get a calendar that's what I'm gonna say I had to use a calendar my first two years of college. I mean, I still use it now, but that's just the best way to go about it. Okay. Ooh, how to figure out what you want to do with your life. Great question, because if you know me, you know I went through a little crisis last semester. I was on the verge of dropping out of school um, because I was so confused. I changed my major... Mm, Hold on. I first wanted to become a mortician. Literally crazy. Like, who did I think I was? But I knew they'd make good money because people are always dying. So you're always in business. So I was like, that's a money move. So I'm going to do that. But then my mom died. And I was like, actually, never mind. Don't want to see that. Don't want to deal with that because it's like too much depression. So shout out to all the morticians out there. Love you. You're doing a great job. Just couldn't be me. Um, And then I was a digital marketing major for a minute, and then I realized there was too much math involved, so I didn't want to continue. And then I switched my major to criminal justice because I've always had an interest in true crime, but also just, like, solving things. And when I tell you I picked that major, one of the reasons solely based off of how much math I had to take, one day I was working, and I went through all of UVU's majors... And I went through and saw how much math you had to take. Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. But it's like, this is this is how it happened. And how I landed it, I was like, okay, I've already taken the math I needed for this. And there's no more. Like, I'm interested in this subject. I knew I wanted to help people, but not in like a medical way. And this is something I think that could lead me towards that. Great. So then I started that. But then I was like, wait, what if I actually... I was like, what if I hate this? And then... I was like, what if I become a celebrity stylist instead and work in fashion? And so last semester I was like, okay, for sure I drop out of school and then go to like FIT or there was a school in San Francisco I was looking at and I was literally so close to doing it. And then I was like, no, 
I mean, it's realistic, right? I could do that if I really wanted to, but I was like, at the end of the day, I don't think that's going to be attainable for me. So I'm, I was like, okay, let me try communications instead because I have a great friend in that degree and she loves her job and I love what she does from hearing about it. And then I got into a couple of the classes and two weeks in and I was like, oh, you know what? Never mind. So sorry, that long story to get to where we need to be is trying different things, different classes to get the answer that you need. And also taking a step back to look at what you're good at. If you're really great at math, go into something that uses math. It may not be your passion, but I think you need to use your talent. Some people are great with math. Like me, I'm not I'm not good at math, so I'm not going to do something with applied math. Some people are great at science, right? So it's just like, take a step back to look at what you're good at. And again, you have to be a little selfish because, I mean, it's your life. You have to be. So take a step back, look at what you're good at, think about what you're passionate about and what you'd like to do for the rest of your life. He, like, realistically, do I want to work at a desk job from nine to five for the rest of my life? No. So I want to do something that can be both indoors and outdoors, like hands-on and then more hands-off. And I think just asking people, like, what do you like about your job or what do you hate about it? And also realize that you do not need to choose today what you're doing with the rest of your life because we do not know how much time we have here. We don't know how long we're going to live. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen in a couple of hours. You just got to go with the flow. And I know that sucks because I'm sometimes type A personality and I want to know everything in that exact moment, but that's not going to happen. So take time. And talk to people you like whose opinions you really value on just like what do you think would be the best option for you? Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to make that decision and you're going to have to live with it. But also remember, you don't have to stick with that your entire life. Like, do I wish life was sometimes like divergent where you were like separated into four different sections and you just had to choose a job based off of that? Yes, because it'd make life so much easier. But the beauty of the reality that we live in and the world that we live in is that You can literally choose what you want to do with your life. And there are so many options. So if you're in a job right now and you hate it, pick something else. It's scary. It sucks. There's going to be some shift changes. But at the end of the day, it's your life. So you got to do what you want. Um, Do I know what I want to do with my life? No. But I also think just taking a step in a direction you think is going to be good for you is very helpful. Like for me... Like, if you're religious or you believe in a higher power, I would think that the universe, if I was going in the wrong direction, would send me clear signs as to, like, this is not what you should be doing. In this case, I was in, like, right now I'm in a couple of communications classes and I just feel not great about them. And so I know, like, moving forward, like, I need to go back and finish my criminal justice degree, which is what I'm going to do because it just didn't align and it didn't feel like I was progressing So just paying attention to how you feel is really important as well. Um, Let's see. Ooh, how can you see the good in others without comparing yourself to them? I don't think you can. I think comparison is just built in all of us. And 
like it's bound to happen of course you can see the good in some people but I think in reality or at least my reality is that I'm gonna like I'm gonna compare myself like oh why am I not as nice as they are you know like why am I not as friendly as they are but again I think like you can applaud and say like oh that person is so nice but also like I'm nice I don't know like you can see so many good things in other people without making it about you but that's like genuinely a tough question because I don't know I like to I'm the worst because (laughs) I don't think I necessarily see the good in others right off the bat when I first meet them I think there's impressionable qualities but I don't know that's a great question I wish I had an answer that was like a half-assed answer um comparison is a thief of joy if you catch yourself comparing yourself to others just say stop what's the hurt if you're comparing yourself on social media get out of the app read a book go on a walk do something else right because i don't know there's great thing the great thing about you yourself and i me myself and i is that no one is like me and it sounds a little narcissistic and crazy but at the end of the day no one is you you are the only you here sure you have some similarities with people but you are your own person and you're unique and you need to remember that some other people are going to have qualities that stand out to you you're like oh I wish I was like this I mean I do that all the time I'm like oh I wish I was more like this person or I wish I was like this but at the end of the day if we were like everybody else there would be no originality here so boo I guess just see that I don't know I don't know I this question really did stump me you can see the good in others without comparing yourself, but, like, for me, I'm going to compare myself, but that's on me needing therapy. So, I don't know if I already answered this, but how do I learn to love myself? I think that kind of goes with, like, finding self-confidence. I think taking the time to take care of yourself, whether it's a face mask or, you know, a night in or time with friends like truly loving yourself can be so hard sometimes because I know for me there are just some days where I feel like absolute shit and that I just look ugly and that no one could ever love me or why do people like hanging out with me and there's a lot of self-hatred but I think learning to love yourself can be such a beautiful process if you let it um finding stuff like allowing yourself to notice things in yourself and again praising yourself for that it's hard it's hard because we're taught like not to be self-centered and I wouldn't say it's necessarily self-centered but it, it it is really hard to sit back and be like no I do love myself because we're taught and it you know it's through social media and mainstream media like this is the idea of beauty and this is what we need to be in order to beautiful and this is society's expectations but you know what I think that can be bullshit and I think that the best way to love yourself is to take care of yourself and again that's gonna look different for everyone for me how I love myself is taking care of myself by nurturing it going like exercising doing physical exercise journaling, having, you know, deeper conversations with friends, 
um buying something new every once in a while and doing my makeup like I'm not great at doing makeup but I think you know getting a little bit more ready helps me with that so it's gonna look different for everyone else but I would say bare minimum just start start taking care of yourself in one way whether that's getting your nails done or you know buying a new shirt once a month or even once a week if you're like me because I have no self-control but doing one thing for yourself and then build on top of that. And also like trying a new skill or doing something you haven't before. Like I wasn't really big on reading, but over the summer I got a little more interested in reading. And I think that's one way I've shown myself love or how I've learned to love myself is getting knowledge and, you know, practicing reading. So it can be silly. It can be different for everyone, but you know, I don't know. Last one under this category is living an authentic life, embracing who you are. Um, great question. <laughs> living an authentic life and embracing who you are. That's tough. Authentic, I don't know, would I say my life is authentic? I don't know. I would hope so. I think, I think it is. I don't know. I would like to say I'm authentic, but then I remember like I'm probably not. <laughs> embracing who you are I think sometimes you just have to realize there's like as cheesy as it sounds there's literally no one else like you so own it be a girl boss queen or a girl boss a boy boss king and run with it and be who you are like at the end of the day you're your own worst critic and you're the only one that really cares and you only need your own approval so if you like who you are and you like what you're doing, keep running with it. If not, try and figure out why you feel that way. It's hard. Like, I, I wish the answer was just so clear and simple, but it's not. Just embrace the craziness. Embrace all the shit you're going through. And if anything, it's character building for your story. I'm sorry. Maybe this isn't, like, the greatest episode for, like... <laughs> you're listening to this and you're like okay so you're not giving good advice um but you asked for it and I'm giving you what I would say to you so I'm sorry if I disappointed you but also I I hope so far we're on we have one more section of advice and I hope that you've learned something and if you think I'm a bitch it wouldn't you wouldn't be the first person you just didn't say it to my face but (laughs) whatever all right last section relationships with others How do I get over someone I never dated? Ooh, I love this question because I too have had to get over someone that I've never dated because I've never dated anyone. So this is tough. I've been in like situationships, but never like a full on date. So getting over someone you never dated is so tricky because you never had that title, but you had the feelings attached. Okay, and you had like the time invested in getting to know them, vice versa, or just spending time with them. And I think the best thing you can do is realize, at least like I had to realize there was more fish in the sea. And again, so corny, but it's so true. Like there is not just one person out in the universe made for you. There are multiple. I believe that you can have multiple loves of your life and that you'll make it work. Um, In personal space. If you need to block them, if you need to mute them on social media, set that boundary for yourself because 
you don't want to hurt yourself if you if you see that they moved on or that they got a new partner like you don't you don't want to allow yourself to do that if you're still hurt so setting that boundary of blocking muting or just taking yourself out of situations where you're gonna have to see them I think is the best thing you can do for yourself um but also just talk to your friends about it. I mean, I have some friends who have also never been in relationships and you just need to vent and also get some revenge. If this is like time for you to be in your gym era or like your glow up era to just make them realize they should have dated you, now is the time to do it. So if you want to get over someone you never dated, revenge is the best the best policy in my book. It's, a, it's time for a self glow up. So I don't know. Or, like, if you want to get a little petty, go egg their house, play a little prank. I don't, I haven't done that since, like, middle school, but it's tough. I think realizing, like, especially where we live in Utah, it's, it's going to be hard because people's relationships progress very quickly. And so, if they, if you see that they moved on to the next, it's just like, hello. But I think you have to realize, again, being a little selfish, like, I have so much to give and I know I do. And so the next person is going to see that, like manifest that for yourself. Okay. How long should people date before getting engaged? Guys, I love these questions because I, I just think it's so silly. Like I, how would I know anything about dating? I don't date, but again, I'm going to give you what I would say. Um, people here in Utah, I think the lowest amount of time I've heard someone date before getting engaged was two months. And that was actually insane to me because like, I don't even like, I have friends right now that I've had for over a year. I don't even fart in front of them. So like getting married to someone in the span of two months is like insane. And like, I don't know. I'm going to say like the least amount of time I would date someone before getting engaged is a year and that's literally when I say like the least amount of time like the bare minimum is a year because I think you need to see someone in all four seasons of your life um I definitely think you need to go on a couple of trips in there to see how they react in situations so first of all a road trip and then I would also say one where you have to fly so bare minimum a year and two trips and I think my ideal is two years I haven't decided if I would want to live with someone before I got married because I think in that way you can get like too comfortable and then you're like do we even need to get married because we're already like practically married but I would say minimum a year two years for me to be comfortable but you you don't even need my advice if you feel like you're ready to get married and it's only been three months best of luck to you but also I hope you're being logistic and you've asked them questions like how do you plan on raising kids together how do you plan on saving money or like are you going to have joint or separate bank accounts what's going to happen if your child chooses to be different than how you raise them right like if they don't want to be religious if you grew up in a religious home what are you how are you going to react if your child commits crime you know what I'm saying like you need to have I'm like such an overthinker and think about these things all the time where it's like I'd actually have to have all these questions answered before I ever thought about a ring on my finger so if you feel like you're on the same page like 
about everything, like politically. That's a big one too. Hopefully you're on the same page. I personally don't think I can marry someone with like very opposing views because that's just like messy. Um, but if you feel in your heart that you're ready to get married, please at least date for six months. Okay, give me at least half a year. Even though the year is the bare minimum, I'm going to give you some leeway there. Just don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. And ask them about their deepest, darkest secrets. Like, if you're going to be married to someone, you really should know everything about them. And I get that you're going to continue to learn about your partner as you go on. I get it, I get it, I get it. But learn as much as you can before making a giant commitment because divorce is messy, babes. And annulments only happen, can happen within three months of getting married. And also, it's embarrassing that, like... Can you imagine getting, like, I don't know, engaged and then after, like, two months and then being like, oh, I actually didn't know them like I thought I did. Yeah, because you only knew them for two months. Like, I'm embarrassed for you. So, I think just being smart. Like, I'm sure it's so fun to be in love and be happy and, but that's the honeymoon phase. After three months is when someone really starts to show who they are. So, again, give me that six-month minimum. If you were married after two months and you're listening to this and you're still married, congrats one in a million thinking of you personally I would just say just be more cautious and be more careful and date there's nothing wrong with dating because when you're married you're just like tied forever and that's great but also very scary um last question for the advice session is how do you deal with watching all of your friends get married and you're still single it's almost like you read my mind because I'm also still single and I've watched a lot of my friends get married. Um, My last good friend from high school is getting married next month. And I was just like, oh my god, I'm the last one of the girls from high school that's still single. Um, But then I had to really reel myself in and be like, hey Cam, remember that you're 22 and you're still in school. Like, you're a baby. You're fine outside of Utah again it is so normal to get married in your later 20s and date someone for a very prolonged period of time here it's just standard it's just part of like the mold to get married at a young age and start families really quickly which is great again for some people but I think realizing like first of all being single is hard I get you there seeing all your friends get married and find their person is like so bittersweet because you're so happy for them but then you're like sad for yourself for me, I have to tell myself, like, I know I would not be happy if I was married right now because I'm still in school and I wouldn't be able to focus my energy on someone. I know I don't have the means of, like, money to be married to someone. I personally don't want to be living in a Provo basement apartment, personally. Like, I'd, no, I'd rather live at home. And, when you're married and you want to go through that with someone that's great because you know you found your person but I think like I just have to look and remember like what I wouldn't like about being married right now like the freedom I have of spending money on myself and just going out with my friends whenever and doing whatever I want like I have to remember like the pros of being single as opposed to focusing on the negatives so I just got to tell yourself, like, I just tell myself every day, like, every day, literally every day, like, you know, it sucks you're single, Cam, but at the end of the day, you're going to find someone who matches you just perfectly, and if that takes time, so be it, because I don't, 
like I'd rather wait forever to find someone perfect for me and that we just click and we're best friends than have to make something work and go out of my way to like make it work you know what I'm saying I think there's something really powerful in like waiting for something good I'm okay this is gonna be such a dumb um like way to say it but I'm like if I go to McDonald's right because it's a fast food place it's drive-through like it's gonna be really quick and yeah the food's like fine but it's not your favorite and it makes you feel kind of sick after whereas if I'm going to a nicer restaurant it takes them a little bit of a longer time to make my food because I know it's being made fresh and that it like the flavor is going to be good and it's going to make me feel good right so it's <laughs> I don't know why I compared that to marriage but I just did so it's like I'd rather wait for something if I know it's going to be nicer and it's going to fit well with me than if I were just going to jump into something really quick and it end up being actually disgusting so I'll wrap that advice with that and you know what this is a bit of a long episode I didn't think I'd go past 30 minutes but here we are I guess I just got a lot to say per usual because I can never shut up um but I hope if you asked a question of advice that I was able to give you some insight into better answering that question or something resonated with you that you could take moving forward at the end of the day I would just say find people in your life, surround people, surround yourself with people in your life who make you feel good about yourself and make you feel like a good person. The best conversations are with the people that I care about the most. The the values, the opinions I value the most come from people that I trust and that I I want to know their thoughts and opinions because I do care about what they have to say. So first of all, just starting starting with that surrounding surrounding yourself with people who are going to do that for you and asking them what they think I mean at the end of the day you make the decision for yourself but it's nice to get a perspective from somebody else and on like what they think no matter what on like any subject so I hope I hope that you found my advice semi-helpful um of course I'm not going to wrap up this week's episode without a big yikes moment I've had a couple this week, and so it's, it's hard for me to narrow down um, what I want to share. But I think for me, my big yikes moment um, was today. I don't know why I thought it was smart to take my monthly laxative when I... Well, first of all, I didn't shit my pants. Like, I'm just going to say that now. Don't worry, guys. Um... But I was like, okay, like, I have time. Like, it doesn't usually kick in. It says on the box for, like, 6 to 12 hours. So, I was like, I can run some errands. So, I took it. I go to the gym. I get my workout done. I go to Target. I make a return. And I kid you not, walking out the door of Target, like, ready to go home, I can just feel my little tummy rumbling. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can feel it. So, I just had to clench my ass cheeks on the whole drive home. I think it's like a seven minute drive from Target to my house. But when I tell you, I like didn't have any music on and I was just like praying that I did not shit myself because I was like, 
I can't, I can't shit myself post gym. Like, first of all, I'm sweaty and also I'm in my car. Like, I don't want to have to clean my car and then like throw away my workout shorts. So I was like, we have to make it to the toilet. And maybe none of you have been in this position, but like, there is like, this is when I really pray to God. This is when I'm like, sir, do not let me poop my pants. Please let me make it home without running into anyone. Please give me all the green lights. So I'm good to go. And you know what, guys, I did make it home and I'm fine. Obviously, I'm here recording this episode and life's great but word to the wise word like notes for me next time is be a little bit smarter about the timing of when I take my monthly laxative and be more aware um so yeah that's a big yikes hopefully no one shit themselves this weekend hopefully no one peed themselves hopefully no one had any accidents um but I do want to know your big yikes of the week so if you get to the end of this episode dm me or comment on any of my posts just a big yikes moment that you had this week Again, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at the Big Yikes Podcast, and there are episodes every Monday. Um, I love you guys. I love you so much. All 40 of you who listen religiously, you're the real ones, and I'll see you next week.